Kneeling in front of her daughter-in-law, saw the head of the fetus poke out of the vagina and then shrink back a moment later, which probably meant that the umbilical cord was wrapped around its neck. Then, just as suddenly, a small head poked out from between its mother's legs with the umbilical cord caught in its mouth, as if a snake was gagging the infant. The grandmother took the sight as a message from the god Quetzalcoatl, who, in the form of a serpent, was coiled around the neck and mouth of her future grandchild. The grandmother quickly took the opportunity to disentangle the cord with her finger. For a few moments, which seemed like an eternity, nothing happened. The hard rain was the only sound that accompanied the moans of the young mother. After the waters had spoken, a great silence took root and was broken only by the cries of a young baby girl whom they named Malinali, since she was born under the third sign of the sixth house. The grandmother shouted like a warrior to let everyone know that her daughter-in-law, a great fighter, had come out victorious in the battle between life and death. She pressed the granddaughter to her bosom and kissed her again and again. Thus the newborn, daughter of the Tlatuani of Painala, was welcomed into her paternal grandmother's arms. The grandmother sensed that the girl was destined to lose everything so that she might gain everything, because only those who empty themselves can be filled anew. In emptiness is the light of understanding, and the body of that child was like a beautiful vessel that could be filled to overflowing with the most precious jewels, the flower and song of her ancestors, but not so that they would remain there forever, but rather so that they could be remade, transformed, and emptied anew. What the grandmother could not yet understand was that the first loss the girl would experience in her life was far too soon at hand and, much less, that she herself would be strongly affected by it. Just as the earth had first dreamed about the flowers, the trees, the lakes and the rivers on its surface, so had the grandmother dreamed about the girl. The last thing she would have thought at that moment was that she could lose her. Witnessing the miracle of life was powerful enough to prevent her from dwelling on death in any of its manifestations, abandonment, loss, disappearance. No, the only thing her body and mind wanted to celebrate was life. So the grandmother, who had so actively participated in the birth, looked on joyful and spellbound at how Malinali opened her eyes and shook her arms vigorously. After kissing her on the brow, she placed her in the arms of her father, the Lord of Painala, and proceeded to carry out the first ritual after a birth, the cutting of the umbilical cord. She did it with an obsidian blade that she had prepared just for the occasion, the blade had been polished with such care that it seemed more like a resplendent black mirror than a knife. 
At the moment of cutting, the piece of obsidian captured the rays of the sun filtered through the thatched roof, and their intense reflection was focused on the grandmother's face. The magnificent rays of the solar star knifed into the grandmother's pupils with such force that they irremediably damaged her sight. At that moment, she thought that maybe this was the meaning of the reflections, a coming nearer to the light. She also understood that in helping her daughter-in-law give birth, she had become a link in the feminine chain created by countless generations of women who assisted each other in childbirth. The grandmother then carefully placed the child at her mother's breast so that she could be welcomed into this world. On hearing her mother's heartbeat, the girl knew she was in the right place and stopped crying. The grandmother took the placenta outside to bury it by a tree in the courtyard of the house. The ground was so heavy with the rains that the burial was made half in earth, half in water. The other half of Malinali's umbilical cord was drowned in the earth. With it, life was sown anew, returning to the earth of its origin. The cord that binds the earth with the heavens seeded nourishment to nourishment. A few days later, the grandmother herself baptized the girl, for tradition stated that the midwife who had brought the child into the world would have that honor. The ceremony took place at sunrise. The girl wore a whipil, a traditional sleeveless dress, and tiny jewelry that the grandmother and mother had personally made for her. They placed a small clay wash bowl in the middle of the patio and next to it arranged a small trunk, a spindle, and a weaving shuttle. In beautifully decorated ceramic stoves, they burned copal. The grandmother carried a censer and directing it toward the spot where the sun was beginning to rise, she spoke to the wind. God of the costs, steer my fan. Raise me to you. Lend me your strength, Lord. In response, a light breeze grazed her face, and she knew that it was the right moment to make her greeting to the four winds. She turned slowly toward each of the four cardinal points as she said her prayers. Then she swung the censer under her granddaughter, who was being held high in the air by her parents, as they offer her to the wind. The small figure, silhouetted against the blue sky, was soon blanketed with copal smoke, a sign that her purification had begun. The grandmother put the censer back in its place and, taking the child into her arms, raised her again to the heavens. She then dipped her fingers in water and let the girl taste it. This is the mother and father of us all, she said. She is called Chalchitikwe, goddess of water. Take her. Let your mouth receive her, for you will need her in order to live on this earth. Then, dipping her fingers in the water again, she touched the child's breast. See here, 
for she is the one who will enable you to grow and revive, the one who will purify you and will make your heart and your insides thrive. Finally, using a calabash, she poured water over the girl's head. Feel the freshness and greenness of Chalchitiklue, she said, who is always alive and awake, who never sleeps or dozes. May she be with you and embrace you and keep you in her arms so that you will be awake and resolute on this earth. Immediately afterward, she washed the child's hands so that she wouldn't be a thief and her feet and her groin so that she wouldn't be lustful. Finally, she asked Chalchitiklui, goddess of water, to cast out all evil from the body of the child, to set it aside and take it with her. Then she concluded by saying, From this day forward, you shall be called Malinali, a name that will be yours alone, the one that by birth belongs to you. To end the ceremony, Malinali's father took her in his arms and said the customary words of greeting, in which he chanted the prayer of welcome given to newborns. Here you are, my awaited daughter, whom I dreamed about, my necklace of fine jewels, my quetzal plumage, my human creation engendered by me. You are my blood, my color, in you is my image. My little girl, look on peacefully. Here is your mother, your lady. From her belly, from her womb you were engendered, you sprouted. As if you were a leaf of grass, you sprouted.